it's a comedic monologue about a, a vicar who is a very troubled chap. He comes from a very rough background. He's uh, he's got an incredibly addictive personality. Uh, he drinks a lot of alcohol. Madly in love with one of his parishioners, which is where the story is going. Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Aaron Carpenter. Each week we'll shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change from week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we tackle some of the most important issues we face in the Bailiwick. Childhood friends Reese Ashcroft and Dan Lafrick fulfilled a childhood dream when the two Guernsey-born actors set up their own production company, Freaky Geese Theatre. Having originally planned to stage their first show at their new home in London, the duo returned to Guernsey during the pandemic and have performed their work to local applause. I sat down with Reese and Dan to discuss their latest production, which is being staged at the Performing Arts Centre on Saturday the 26th of June, ahead of what they hope will be an autumn tour of London. Before that, I asked them where the journey began. We've known each other for years. We met at Belgrave Wanderers, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Playing football, I was in the sticks and he was my very tall centre-half. That was years ago. And then, you know, we, we, we sort of had... We didn't go to the same school together over here, but... We sort of had um, mutual connections, different, you know, the same friends, and we sort of spent a bit of time together. We became really sort of, you know, really good mates at um, Performing Arts Centre at the college course there, and then we both went to London to different drama schools and met up all the time and went to the pub together. <laughs> had a great time. And Freaky Geese started in that kind of setting, didn't it? Was it a tab spot? Yeah, yes, it was. Uh, we went to Barcelona on a, on a trip, uh, just the two of us, and we were in the tapas bar, and we'd had a fair few waters, and we uh, and we were thinking about stuff we wanted to do together, and we were just you know um, having a ranting around about what we wanted to do, and and we just sort of landed on the idea that we wanted to create our own work and and not be reliant on other people to to do stuff. So we thought, oh, let's, you know, screw it, let's just do it. Like, why not? Mm. Let's just send something. The idea for Freaky's actually happened, yeah, there was meant to be like a London-based thing before COVID happened. <laughs> and in terms of what's happened since, um, obviously it wasn't what you expected, it wasn't what you planned when you first had that, that kind of meeting of minds about this. So what, hap- what has happened? And um, tell me about, first of all, your debut production. Yeah, so our debut production was Growth, uh, written by Luke Norris. Uh, which was uh, we, which we were both in, and Ruby Tap was in as well. Um, we sort of met up in London, sort of socially distanced in the park when we were able to, when when, when Bozzer allowed us to. And um, Dan knew the play, and he was like, "I think this will be really good, really funny." And so I read it, and you know, it had important messages, important themes of you know uh, toxic masculinity, and you know, men checking their test scores and that kind of stuff. And we just thought it was really you know a good story that we wanted to tell. And we had just. We just lost our further money, essentially. So we were like, we have to come back to Guernsey because there's no way of, of, of funding our life in, in London at this time. Come back to Guernsey, we have to do a show. That's that's the rule. And we did it. We did it a month or a month later, I'd say. Yes, it was all pretty quick once it got going, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. We isolated together in Dan's parents' house, so thank you to them, shout out to them. And we did all the, we pretty much did all the rehearsals there, and then the week later got Ruby in and then did the show. Um, it's a very quick turnaround, but it was, you know, really well received, I think, yeah, and, and that it was, went down really well. That was all with the support of um, Mel at Rising Guernsey and the Arts Foundation. Were, so we had we came back to, like, 
a wealth of support which we didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a difficult time for the two of you then. Um, obviously, mm. which um, I imagine it's already a, a difficult point or at least a nerve-wracking point when you're putting yourselves on the line with a, a debut production. And how's it been since then in terms of you, you've made kind of going to your home again in the recent months? Yeah, it's been... Um... I mean, it's been such a great opportunity because, in a way, because I mean, yeah, we did. We both got you know shafted early doors with the pandemic in terms of loss of work. Um, so, so having the opportunity to come here and put stuff on, you know, we've done. I mean, we've been in, either produced or been a part of you know what five or some five shows or something. Is it? Something like that. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you know, it's been a real CV filler. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's been great to come back. And be somewhere because you know. I mean, I've not lived in Guernsey for for five years now, and five six years for you, I'm assuming as well. Be six, yeah, six. Seven, and, seven. and you know, so to come back and have that has been incredible. Yeah. Once you've been away to uni, it's difficult, isn't it, to come back? Yeah, it's yeah, very tricky. I think because everything's moved on, and you know, some things have closed, <laughs> some things have opened. You know, you don't really certainly in our sort of industry as well. You know, it's uh, historically. Lots of things are happening now in the arts over here, and you know, um, sort of professional things as well. But historically, it's it's always been amateur stuff over here, and you know that can't pay actors' rents and stuff. So you, you kind of do have to stay in London. But coming back, we've been we've been blessed that the opportunities have, have come up. You know. So is it a combination for you guys at the moment of doing this and doing other work, or how does it work for you to kind of make ends meet? Yeah. So. Like Dan said, you know, we've been part of four, five, six shows sort of um, since we came back last summer. Uh, and then, yeah, in between that for me, I've been, you know, pulling pints in different places and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's just been filling the gaps mm-hmm. until the shows shows arise and then and then going back to the same old. And I think that's kind of what I mean, that's kind of what you do anyway as an actor in London is, you, you know, you, you get your. You're at your four week gig and then you're you're off doing something else and you, you know you yeah you're back at the pub or you know do what you need to do really. But I guess those are the weeks that you you live for when you do what you love. Mm, absolutely, yeah. It's better than working for a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, um, growth was a, a breakthrough for you um, in many ways because it led to um, the two of you producing Island Lives. So is that something that you you wrote yourself? You know, Dan writes quite a lot. He he, he really enjoys that. And we wanted to do, we didn't know when we were going to go back to the UK. We, we were hoping sort of just after Christmas, but we never actually knew. We thought, well, let's do one more show before we leave. Uh, and basically, we thought, let's make this a sort of labour of love with, with, with new writing. And we, Dan can use some of his material. We can get other people to, to send in theirs and we can try and merge a show together. And we just fell, I suppose, on this narrative of... Um, Let's just make it a Guernsey theme. That you know, Guernsey people are so proud of where they come from and where they live, and they thought that will that will hopefully attract an audience, and it, and it certainly did. And, and and Dan wrote two of the plays, and Mike Sullivan wrote another one, and we just brought it together in the start of January and, and made it happen. It was great. Yeah, we had so we had you know we had three world premieres um, locally here, and it was it was fantastic to have uh, to have my work performed as well, and and yeah, it was it was it was awesome to, to get that going. And um, since then, obviously, part of that has been has kind of expanded out of, of that production and is uh, kind of forming your, your latest piece of work. Um, tell me about the plans uh, for that. So yeah, so on uh, our latest play is 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 the one well, of the third play which we use actually in Island Lives called Holier Than Thou, 
and it's a play that I wrote. It's a comedic monologue. It's going to be an hour long. It, it was in the original version, it was only 20, 30 minutes long, so it was like a taster almost. But this is the full, the full whack, the full hour long. It's a comedic monologue about a, a vicar who is a very troubled chap. He comes from a very rough background. He's, uh, he's got an incredibly addictive personality. Uh, he drinks a lot of alcohol. Madly in love with one of his parishioners, which is where the story gets going. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> And and so the the next week or the next week or so is going to be quite a, a big one for you. It's your, your warm up performance, mm. and then COVID allowing because that is a caveat that is attached to absolutely everything these days. Um, you're hoping to go to London in September. Yes, uh, we we've given September as our as our month sort of, but you know any point in 2021 we can get the show on in London would will be great. Um, September is our sort of dream because we've got things in the summer and things afterwards so that's the month but yeah fingers crossed we're in contact with um, a few different theatres um, sort of trying to finalise things and, and finalise dates and stuff and fingers crossed it all comes off and the the creative journey for I guess everyone in your industry is quite different it's quite individual to yourself a lot of creatively minded people perhaps get paralysed by fear of failure I mean how, how have you got to this point where you're doing what you love on a regular basis you know as, as a big part of your career um, I think we, we, we're certainly not fearless. <laughs> um, I'd say we're more um, just a couple of idiots, really, who, um, uh-huh. who sort of just, you know, have got nothing better to do with their time. Um, a bit, no, like, I guess a bit more seriously, we, you know, we do love it, and I don't, you know, either, neither of us imagine ourselves doing anything else really properly as a job without with being a bit less modest. We're good at it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's certainly true. And we have, you know, we, as we've discussed, we're very, we're very good mates, and we have complete trust in one another and our abilities. Which, if I think I was, if I was on my own or Dan was on his own, it was, it would be really difficult. Uh, and there'd be a lot of questions. And you know, we've 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 got help from loads of different people, loads of friends and contacts who, are, you know, who have guided us along the way, and we're really grateful to them. Uh, so yeah, we're 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 in a good position. We have been since we since we founded last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and your idea is you're able to bounce them off each other without um, you might rib each other maybe a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing too too judgmental. Um, I mean, I guess if someone's in the position that you were before you left to go to London in the first place, and they're thinking about this and they're wondering, is it realistic? Might I be able to achieve this? Is there any kind of advice or um, or kind of feedback that you can pass on to people to the next generation? It's it's always a tricky one, I think. Uh, advice, because um, it's uh, it's a lot of time you you are you ask people about you know like famous people will give advice and it's always I find quite hollow, <laughs> but because uh, ultimately you know there is a massive degree of luck involved and you know let's not kill ourselves about that, but also yeah if if you if you love it enough and you want to do it enough and you know you feel like it's your passion then and why not you know. It is difficult and it is tough, but it's, it's not impossible, and it's certainly not as impossible as it used to be. Is what mm. I'm saying. Yeah, very similar. I agree. It's it is quite tough to, to to try and give meaningful advice. It's like you know picking your favourite film, almost impossible. Uh, I would say that you, you just got, you just got to do it. You just got to be brave and and do it. And if it's successful, it is. And if it's not, then you you pick yourself up and try again. I suppose like everyone starts mm. from somewhere. Did you have points where you thought, hell, this isn't going to happen? No, no. Not for me, certainly not as an actor. Um, and because we're, so, we're for Freaky Geese, we're so new to it, there were points where we were like, 
oh wow like is this actually you know gonna happen what what do we have to do to make this work and but no at, at no point we really worried about well, that well I think well, gen- generally I mean not particularly freaky geese we, we, we're pretty headstrong with that but I mean personally I mean I think I auditioned five or six times at drama school before getting in so you know there's definitely time where I was doing that during that year where I was like oh well this is a <laughs> this is a waste of time and money but I mean you know it's all worked out and I think it all comes back to the most important question of all which is the name where does it come from <laughs> so your idea, you it was it. it was really it was quite flippant wasn't it the way it sort of came about I mean basically it's really simple I mean my surname's Le Freak commonly mistaken for freak therefore I'm freaky and we called Reese Geese growing up so it's freaky geese you use the rhyme names and Reese is quite difficult to rhyme with other than geese yeah so it's just stupidity basically yeah. <laughs> coming back to um Obviously, one of the things that we wanted to speak about today, your upcoming performance is Saturday. Uh, where is that if people want to come and, and watch you ahead of your um, your tour of London later this year? So it's at the Performing Arts Centre on the 26th of June. Tickets are £15 and twelve fifty for concessions, which are students, OAPs and key workers. Uh, you can buy the tickets at guernseytickets.gg. Thank you for listening to the Bailiwick Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luna. If you enjoyed it, please like and share. You can find us online, on social, on email and internet radio. There'll be more from me, Aaron Carpenter, and the rest of the Bailiwick Express news team next week.